Oh, thank you guys. It's a, a privilege and an honor to, to be standing here in front of you at a distance. <laughs> and I'm glad there are people joining online and welcome to those who might watch this after the event as well. I just want to say I love being together as the church. I think it's such a privilege, it's such a wonderful um, joy to be able to celebrate Jesus together. And I, I, that's also included online, but I think there's also something really wonderful about gathering together as the church. Amen. And I'm really glad that we are able to do that. Thank you, Jesus. Ha! Ah, well, let's just pray. I just want to pray. Ha! Ah. Holy Spirit, we just love you. Thank you for your presence here. I thank you that you are here in our midst right now. Wherever two or three of us are together, you're right there in the midst. And so we thank you that you're here. We welcome your presence. Would you thicken your presence even right now? Lord, I, I offer my body up as an instrument of righteousness to you this morning. We all offer our bodies up to you this morning as, a, as an offering of worship to you. We exalt you. I just love that, that hymn. We exalt you today, Jesus. We put your name and you above everything else. Lord, you are above everything, but we just remind ourselves that you are above everything <laughs> right now. You are in control. You're not controlling, but you're in control. And we love you and we welcome you and we yield to you right now. And we just say, thicken your presence, Holy Spirit. Have your way amongst us here. Have your way through the airwaves into every person's home and just pour out your joy inexpressible upon us. <laughs> we take a drink of you, Holy Spirit, right now. <laughs> Thank you that we can be the happiest people on the face of the planet, even in this COVID season. <laughs> Because you were anointed with joy, the oil of gladness above all of your companions and you live on the inside of us. So we just receive the joy of the Lord to strengthen us this morning. We receive your joy and we let your joy bubble up and overflow out of us this morning. In Jesus' Name, you are a good, good God. Amen. <laughs> Lord, and help me to get across what I feel you've put on my heart this morning. Excellent. So we're going to carry on the, um, sorry, I've got a new iPad and I'm still learning how to use it here. <laughs> I am challenged. It has to see my face. <laughs> um, I, we're going to carry on our, our thing with the kingdom of God and it's good to... Um, I'm just going to carry on. Patricia preached a wonderful message last week about eat the scroll and buy the oil. You know, the truth, Jesus who is the truth and feasting on Him and His Word, getting the Word on the inside of us and, and being people of the Word, but also people of the Spirit. And it's always a good reminder. So we, I'm going to just carry on with that um, because Jesus is the truth. And I think even now more than ever, we need to continue to feast on the person of the truth. When there's so many things bombarding us on the news, on social media, on just in, in different situations, we need to know Him as the truth and His truth in our lives. And 
So I'm just going to carry on today and talk about our, our internal world and how truth applies to that. <laughs> because, you know, we are people of the Spirit. We, are pe- we have flesh and blood, but we are a people of the Spirit. So even though we are living, you know, we have flesh and we have bodies that we are contained in, we're also called to... to to live and be people of a diff- we're of another kingdom, another realm. And we don't live according to the earthly realm. We live according to the kingdom of heaven. And we are following the king of the kingdom of heaven. We are filled with his Holy Spirit and we get to be transformed by him. And that is wonderful news. <laughs> so my message today, as I'm going to share with you, is called Get Off the Train. <laughs> I'll explain it in a minute, in a bit, but I'm, I'm, this, this message is entitled Get Off the Train. So turn to your neighbour and just say, Get Off the Train. <laughs> I want to just read a, a passage. If you want to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 this morning, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, I'm going to read this. For though we walk in the flesh, we, sorry, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have the divine power to destroy strongholds. Amen. That's exciting, isn't it? (laughs) We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. I love this passage. And this is the kingdom of God. We live in the kingdom. The kingdom of God is coming. The kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is within. And we are people of the kingdom. And so though we walk in the flesh, though we have this flesh, though we live in this earthly world, we Do not wage war as the world does, as the world is doing at the moment. There's a war going on, isn't there? (laughs) We do not wage war according to our flesh, according to what we see, according to how the world sees things, how the world thinks about things, how the world does things. We, the church, don't live by those standards, although... Sometimes it looks like we do. (laughs) Ah, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have the divine power. We have in the kingdom of God, when we said yes to Jesus, we became one spirit with Him. We were a new creation. We were totally changed, made new. We, We became one spirit with Him, merged together with Him. So now, from that place, we have the divine power to destroy strongholds, to destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against everything that tries to put itself above God. We have the divine power not to use our fists, not to beat people up with our words, 
or tear them down with our words or ourselves, but we have the divine power to destroy arguments, every lofty opinion, and to take thought, take our thoughts captive and submit them to Christ. To me, that is really good news. <laughs> Woo! We are flesh and blood. Now, I just want to unpack this a little bit. You know, we, we, we've been created not as robots. We are created in the image of God. We're created to, to be like Him, to think, to, be, to have creative thoughts. We're created with a mind that is allowed to make choices so that we can choose to love Him. He could, have, he could have controlled us, but He didn't. He wanted us to love Him with all of our hearts, mind, soul, and body. So He gave us a choice. So we have been made new and we get to walk out that newness on this side of heaven and get to be changed and transformed to manifest that oneness more and more day by day to go from glory to glory. That is wonderful news. And we don't do that in our own strength. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, that's also really good news because my will at times is definitely not enough. It can last for a little bit of time, but then it runs out of its own strength. And I need that internal resurrection life, the power, the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit to manifest itself in and through me. Anyone else need that? Want that? Woo! <laughs> oh, so it's good. So we're created with a, with a mind, with thoughts. You know, I, I think though sometimes if you're anything like me, you know, we have like six, up to 60,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot isn't it? And I know for those mums here, you probably feel like you've run out of all of your thoughts and your words by about 9am. <laughs> when you have young kids, I remember that. But you know, we, we have these, the, these thoughts in our mind and we have um, sometimes all of those thoughts can, or some of those thoughts can, can run away with us a little bit, can run away from us a bit. It's a bit like getting on a train that you didn't mean to get onto and it takes you to a destination that you didn't actually want to end up at. Have you ever done that, got on the wrong train? I have. We were in New York once. We thought we were on the wrong train and we kept looking and we didn't know where we were and we kept looking to try and figure out where we were, tried talking to people and they weren't particularly friendly. <laughs> but you, you can, with our, our thoughts can be like that sometimes. We, we we, we perceive something about someone or something ourselves maybe because this battlefield, this war is predominantly in our own minds. It's not about what's going on around us. It's actually this battlefield is in our minds. This war that we're waging and using the divine power and strategies for is actually mostly in our internal thought life. How's your, how's your internal world at the moment? Are you getting on those trains of thought? Are you seeing something on social media? Are you having, you know, like your husband says something to you that, 
that you don't quite understand and you go and it's, it sounds a bit like something he said to you the other day when he was complaining and, and, and then so you start going, you get on that train and you start thinking, oh, he's such a, a whining, um, complaining man and, and oh, if he only appreciated what I did for him and if he didn't nag me or if he just helped me more and you get on this train, I'm not, I've never done this, never. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe as a husband, you might be thinking something about your wife, if she wouldn't just try to control me so much, or if she wouldn't just nag me and tell me what to do, if she wouldn't just le- let me be when I come home from work and give me some space. And you get on that train and you start thinking these thoughts. And before you know it, you find yourself down this this train, this track that you actually never really meant to intended, but you just didn't stop. You didn't get off the train. Well, I have good news for you today, for us today. Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, has given us divine power and strategies to take those thoughts captive and submit them to Jesus so that we, it's the temptation is not the problem. It's what we do with it. We can't control what other people do to us. We can't control what happens to us in life at the hands of other people. Bad things happen. People aren't always kind. But we can control our internal world and the way we respond. You know, I feel like a lot of, even the church is stuck in the place of victim. And we think, oh, well, they did that to me. So I have every reason because they spoke to me that way. They offended me. They didn't look at me and smile at me. They didn't welcome me in the way they should have done. They didn't appreciate my gifts. Many of us, we look at the world around us with our earthly eyes and we filter And we think and perceive something that probably is very untrue. There may be some truth in it. And we get on the train and we go down that track. And we play the victim. Well, they did it to me. It's not my fault. Or I was just born this way. This is just the way I was born. It's my grandmother's fault. I have this struggle with with addiction. And that was my grandmother's fault. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that there aren't generational shadows that can be cast over us. That can happen. But we have been given divine power, a new nature that is able to wage war and take, take thoughts captive because our actions come out of our thoughts. As a man thinks, so is he. We might think, oh, you know, you you might you might say something and you'll you'll say, oh, my my mouth ran away with me. I didn't I need to think before I speak. Well, I have news for you. We are always as God's creatures, as his humans, as his kids, we are always thinking, even when we don't realize it. We have subconscious 
thoughts going on. We have, we're processing stuff going on around us. Our brains are incredibly intricate and wired in fantastic ways. Goodness knows how anyone can think it was an accident. We are just, we have, we have this ability to think constantly, filter things, and, and then we behave or speak out of those thoughts. Some of those are good things. Some of them are not so good things. And what the Holy Spirit has for us are strategies and, and um, the power to be able to deal with the way that we filter and think so that then, rather than just trying to modify our behaviour, because all of us know we can do that for so long and then we, we default back to what we were doing before because actually what hasn't changed is our mind or we haven't changed our thoughts. Our, um, the, the beliefs about our world, the beliefs about us and the beliefs about others and the beliefs about God, they've got a bit faulty. But we have through the help of the Holy Spirit, the power to take those thoughts captive. I like to think of it, that we have this man, a man in our neighbourhood and he, I think he's a dog walker because he's always surrounded by lots of dogs. But I would say he's walked by the dogs. They're a human walker, right? <laughs> because when I see him, he is, he's not very much in control. He's being dragged along by these dogs and he follows where they go. <laughs> I saw that as we were coming in this morning, driving in this morning, there was a man with two big Alsatians and this guy was quite a big guy, but he was being walked by his dogs. Pulled along, not in control, following them. That's what our thoughts are like sometimes, aren't they? We're, we're kind of pulled along by those thoughts. <laughs> rather than us taking charge and taking responsibility over them. We give that responsibility away and we just let it go. Our thoughts can run away with us sometimes. But actually, today, I believe the Holy Spirit is going to reset our brains and we are going to have walk in new measures of being able to catch those thoughts and get off the train which and hear His truth and then be able to do things differently because he, this is a big deal and particularly at this moment. There is, he, he wants our hearts, He wants our freedom and He wants us to walk in new measures of purity. He's already made us pure, but He wants us to outwork that and, and work out our salvation with Him. Ha! <clears throat> Jesus really cares about our minds. We don't have to bypass our minds, as some might think. He cares about our minds and our thoughts. He cares about um, our in, inner world. It's a really big deal. He talks about it a lot in the Bible. There are many scriptures, you know, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Set your minds on things above, not on things that are on the earth in Colossians. Set your thought life on things above. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't let our own knowledge prop us up in Proverbs. 
He tells us to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, to be renewed in the spirits of your minds in Ephesians 4. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind, as I said. In 1 Peter, 1 Peter, 1 Peter 1 verse 13, it says, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded. I love that passage. It's like we can, before we act, we can prepare our minds to act. There's something that we can actively participate in with the Holy Spirit to prepare our minds. He cares about our inner world. And this one is a very um, well-known one in Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. If you, anyone here, if anyone wants to know what the will of God is, allow him to transform your mind. You want to discover what His good and perfect will is? It's to transform our minds so we can see and be more like Him. That word, do not be conformed to this world. The word conformed is to be modelled by or to be formed by or to allow it to kind of control you. So He calls us to not be conformed and come under and be moulded. Don't be soft to the world's way of thinking or the world's way of doing things, but be transformed. The word transformed there is like metamorphosis. So, so that don't be conformed, don't be passive. That's a passive word. Don't passively allow the world and the world's views to form who you are. This is a big one, I think, for our kids. They're being bombarded by so much stuff constantly. And I love being able to have access to media. Media is a wonderful thing, but there is so much barrage constantly coming at our young people today that it can be very confusing and it can really affect their formation and and their character as they're developed. And so as parents, it's our responsibility as we train our kids up in the way that that they should go is that we have conversations and dialogues with them about things that we help them to understand and we help with the help of the Holy Spirit to shape them and influence them for good. So don't be transformed, so be transformed right? The metamorphosis, have your mind completely changed, become something completely new. Now, this is a, an active and a passive thing, this word. We, the, the active thing is we yield and we surrender, just like a caterpillar when it goes into a cocoon. It has to yield and it gets, it, the, the cocoon is spun around it and and in that place, it is metamorphosed into a magnificent and beautiful butterfly. But it has to allow itself to go through the process of being completely changed and trust the process. And that is what 
what Paul is saying here to us is yield your mind to the process. Yield to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to change you, to change your mind, to change your thinking, to renew you, to make it completely new. So our thoughts are what drive us. Our thoughts are what things often start with a thought. We have a thought about something. Maybe we say, I didn't think before I acted, but actually we did. We maybe just weren't conscious of our thinking. And the Holy Spirit's inviting us to be more disciplined and conscious of what we're thinking. We have a thought, and from that thought, often attitudes are formed our beliefs, and then our feelings flow out of that. And then our actions and behaviours come from it. So by the time you've got to a behaviour and an action, you've already had multiple other steps to get there. So when we're told in 2 Corinthians 10 to take every thought captive, there's a reason for that. As we take those thoughts captive and submit them to Christ, we allow Him to wash over us and change us so that we don't then get on that that train of thought. We then don't then start to allow our attitudes to align with that train of thought and then our feelings to agree with our attitudes and then our behaviours to start to overflow from them, Right? The inner world is really important and we're not victims. We have control over our minds with the help of the Holy Spirit. So if we want to change our behaviour, how we respond to things, we change our minds first, our beliefs, our thoughts. And as I said, there is a battle going on at the moment. But praise God, we are not people who war with flesh and blood. We're not people who fight against other flesh and blood. We actually have powerful tools to demolish these strongholds. Now, what, let's look at what these, we have, the, the, these weapons that we have, have divine power to tear down strongholds. Let's look at what some of those strongholds might be. You may not struggle with any of these things. What might be some of the things that I struggle with? Well, pride. And the opposite of pride, that false humility is also pride. Like, oh, I'm, 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 oh, it was Jesus, not me, you know. That's the opposite side of pride, that false humility. That can be a stronghold in our life. It's like it, it, it starts to form a bit of a, a, a tower around us, a bit of a wall around us that, that blocks us from living fully as, as the Lord intended us to live. Maybe pride, the pride of, I can, I've got this. I can do this in my own strength. Yeah, this is something that I grew up with. Um, we, were, we were kind of taught to, to be, be strong, independent young women. You know, no one's going to give you a leg up. You have to work hard and do it yourself. Now, it's good to work hard, but the Lord made us for community and he made us to need him 
and to need one another, to not be isolated. And a stronghold that had formed in my life because perhaps of fear of abandonment or pain, the pain of some abandonment or some shame. Maybe I'm not good enough. You know, it kind of comes together and starts to form a bit of a stronghold around me. And then I, I started to behave out of those thoughts. Oh, maybe I'm not good enough to receive your love. Maybe I have to prove myself. So I'm going to be strong and independent and I'm not going to need you. And soon enough, you have this wall around you, don't you? Well, we have, the, the weapons that we have have the divine power to tear down, to demolish those strongholds in Christ Jesus. Maybe there's a hardness of heart or maybe there's some unforgiveness. Unforgiveness, when you get on the train, right? Somebody does something to hurt you and your thought is, well, they're mean, they're cruel, which may be kind of true. But how we react, we can't control them, but how we react to them, we get to pick, we get to choose. So if we get on the train, the enemy, you know, where, where do these things come from? They either come from us, these thoughts, or they may come from God. Well, that thought didn't come from God. Or it may come from the enemy. And he's always trying to bombard our thought life. But we get to choose whether we jump on that train. If we jump on the train and then start to allow to go down that that path, oh, that person was mean. They weren't kind to me. They're mean. Oh, they don't care about people. And then we start to go down that train of thought and it, it becomes, we get, end up in a destination where, where there's bitterness or unforgiveness, which locks us up and keeps us trapped. Maybe there's a stronghold of, of, of gossip in your life. Where, where you just criticise. So again, you observe something and maybe often criticism and gossip or tearing people down comes from because we feel insecure about our own selves and we feel small. So it's, we, we like to feel better about ourselves by tearing someone else down. Or we, we judge someone's motives. We, we get into judgment. Maybe there's a, a, a stronghold of jealousy. Maybe you look at someone else and you want what they have. And it's okay to look at someone admire, and admire something about them, admire their gift, admire their skill, admire what they've been able to do or admire the house that they live in. That's okay to do that. But when we get into, when we step on the train of, oh, the thought of, oh, well, I, I, I want that. I want that. I, why can't I have that? Like jealousy is usually the little orphan in us saying, my heavenly daddy's not quite big enough. And because he's blessed them, he can't bless me. And so we go down that, we get on that train of jealousy as an orphan 
And we start going down the track and saying, and then we feel like, oh, so I've got to compete or I've got to tear down or I have to prove myself. And soon enough, there is this stronghold built around us and we find ourselves at a destination that we don't want to be at. Lots of things, worldly thinking, competition, many more. Now we destroy these strongholds with the weapons of of divine power that Jesus has given us. We destroy arguments, which are reasonings or imagination. So it's not just when bad things happen, it's also how we interpret or judge the things that happen in our lives. So we get to, you know, we have an experience with someone, an, an, an encounter, And then we may step into the place of judgment and presume to know their motives. That's what judgment is. I presume to know why you're doing what you're doing. And that's that's what they're talking about in here. We, We destroy those arguments, those reasonings, those imaginations where we're imagining and thinking, where we're getting on that train and making it mean a whole lot more than it actually meant. You know the story of the the spies who got sent into the promised land to check it out before they went? Caleb and Joshua and the other guys. They got sent as spies. You know, spies are people who are hidden. They generally don't interact so much with the people. They went in as spies to check out the land and they came back with a report that was different. Caleb is like, let's go up. We can go up. We can overcome. We can take it. Even though there are giants and there are strongholds and fortresses, we can go up because he knew what God was calling them to and that God was backing them up. He knew the truth and the reality of the Word of God and what God had spoken to His people and to him. Caleb and Joshua were ready to go and take the land, even though there were giants in it. The other guys said... (laughs) They, they got into the place of reasoning, of imagining and judging. So we looked with our earthly eyes at those giants. We looked at the fortresses and how strong everything is. And we thought, we imagined we were grasshoppers. We thought that we were grasshoppers. We felt very small. And so we were to them. Well, they didn't know what they thought, but they let they got on that train of, wow, these guys are big. This is going to be a challenge. They got on the train of, we're not very big. We're not very strong. I'm, I'm pathetic. I'm not able. I'm not sure if God's going to back me up. I think maybe we should go back to the old ways and the old land. And I'm, I, this is scary. It feels a bit afraid. And the thoughts are going. And, and then they start to talk to themselves and so we were like grasshoppers. We were very small because we, we thought we were small. And then we kind of discussed it amongst ourselves and we became small. Do you, ever, do you ever do that? You face something, God's calling you to do something and you look at it and you think, this is too big for me. It's like Mary when, Jesus, when, when she finds out from, from the angel that she's going to carry the Son of God, Right? <laughs> He speaks this promise over her and her response is, how will this happen first? Because I'm a virgin. That's a good question. 
And then the angel explains. And then she says, okay, I'm, I'm not going to reason and try and understand with my earthly mind. I'm not going to set that up above the knowledge of God. I'm not going to think lofty thoughts. I'm not going to have vain imaginations. I'm not going to judge this body. I, yes, Lord, be it unto me. Let it be unto me as, as you want it to be. I, here I am. So the, they looked at the giants and they reasoned in their heads and they said, we're, we're grasshoppers and so we were to them. But the invitation for us is to destroy every lofty opinion that puts itself above Christ in our lives. Everything that we think that doesn't match up with the Word of God and what He says to us, everything that we perceive and that we imagine that does not line up with His truth and His Word and His promises, we have to take those captive and place it under His rule. That's an active thing. It's not a passive thing. So we get off the train of thought before the doors close and we go down that route. <laughs> We're citizens of the kingdom of heaven. We have the tools. And what are some of those weapons that we have? I just want to discuss that before I wrap up and we pray. In Ephesians 6 verse 10, we talk, um, we talk about the armour of God. We have the helmet of salvation. We have the mind of Christ. We have salvation. We're sozoed, saved, healed and delivered. We're being delivered, saved and healed as we walk. We, have, we put on the armour of God. We have the breastplate of righteousness, we, right living. We are able to live rightly by the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the belt of truth. We have the sword of the Spirit, right? The Word of God to just extinguish and fight against the lies that maybe the enemy or we're imagining ourselves. We have the shoes of the gospel. We're ready to, to be active and share and love the world around us. They're our weapons. Daily, put on the armour of God. That's the invitation. We have the weapons of confession, of repentance, of forgiveness, receiving the truth from our heavenly daddy to walk in his truth. As part of the, I think the major thing about taking our thoughts captive is acknowledging that we had that thought in the first place. Part of changing our behaviour is acknowledging there's some faulty things up here. I need to admit it. I need to confess it. I need to bring it into the light, the light of my Father or the light with someone else around me. That is a powerful weapon. Confession is a powerful weapon. Repentance. We have the, the power of the Holy Spirit to repent, to change our mind, to change direction as we yield to the Holy Spirit and allow Him to renew our mind, to change direction. I'm not going that way anymore. I'm going this way towards my Father. 
And we, in that place, we can forgive. Forgiveness is a powerful weapon. It's not based on someone else asking us to forgive them. We can release them for free in a moment and it can unlock things. If we take those thoughts captive as we, as we get hurt by someone, if someone says something about us on Facebook, And then we receive His truth. We have the powerful weapon of receiving His truth. As we read the Word, as Patricia was saying, as that Word, as we feast on it, as it becomes one with us, it can set us free. But it does. it's not just by reading it. It's by eating it and feasting on it, where we allow the Holy Spirit, Jesus, the man, to just... To, to make Himself come alive to us in the Scriptures as we read them and they speak to our heart and we bring this situation, I'm having a hard time with this, Daddy. Would you help me? I'm struggling with loving my neighbour. I'm struggling with loving that person on Facebook who has a different political view. I'm struggling with loving that person who feels the need to wear a mask when they go into the grocery store. I'm struggling with that person who's not wearing a mask when they go into the grocery store. Jesus, would you help me? Jesus, I submit my mind to you, my thoughts to you. And I forgive and I love and I repent of my bad attitudes. And I ask you to wash me. Would you speak to me? What do I need to hear from you that would help me to change right now? In James 1.21, it says, Receive the implanted Word which is able to save your souls. That Word needs to be implanted in us. We need to receive it as we take those thoughts captive. That active thing of grabbing it. It's, it's warfare. I grab hold of it. I take it captive. I'm not going to go down that road anymore. I'm going to submit it to the truth of who Christ is and yield to Him and allow Him to wash me in His truth and His Word gets implanted in me and it starts to bear fruit as I receive that truth. Worship and thankfulness is another weapon of our warfare. As we worship and we declare to the heavens, to the atmosphere, who He is, who we are, how great He is. As we thank Him, as we remember His goodness and we speak it out, that's our warfare. They're our weapons of warfare and humility is another one. We don't, we, we like Jesus and we don't, consider ourselves better than we are, but we take the form of a servant, lay our lives down. Humility is a powerful weapon to demolish lofty arguments, vain imaginations. As we take thoughts captive, I realise I can't do it on my own. I need your help, Holy Spirit. And we have the mind of Christ. Okay, I'm going to invite you to stand. Now, I just want to say, this is an active thing, right? It's not a passive thing. I've learned over the years and with my kids and myself, sometimes we, have, we do need to speak things out. We need to practice it. You know, it takes 21 days to change a habit. So if we change our thought we, and we receive His truth to really change the behaviour that was attached to that thought, 
We need to keep speaking out the truth that he's shown us to form a new habit. 21 days. I want to charge you. Declaration is powerful. Declaration is powerful. Declaration upon declaration upon declaration. That's the good train to get on, right? Oh, God is good. He takes care of me. He's going to provide all of my needs. He's provided my needs. I remember those times that He did it and I know He's gonna continue to do it. Declaration, declaring the truth of what He speaks to us is incredibly powerful too. Okay, I wanna invite you to close your eyes. I'm gonna invite you, if you're watching online, you can do this in your home. I wanna invite you to lift up your hands to the Father and just say, I yield to you right now, Holy Spirit. I yield my mind, my body, my thought life, my behaviour, my heart, my beliefs, any fears that I have, insecurities, doubts, confidence in my own ability. And I'm gonna, I wanna ask you right now, if, if you're aware of thought patterns, a thought that you have been, like a train of thought that seems to be a, a bit of a struggle for you, if the Holy Spirit's shown you something as I've been speaking, I want to encourage you right now just to speak it out, to confess it to the Lord, to say, Lord, the truth is, because the thing is, sometimes we try to push it down, but pushing it down doesn't stop it. Ignoring it doesn't stop it. Confessing it brings it into the light. And it says in the Word, that that comes into the light becomes light. The power's taken away. So I wanna invite you right now, confess it, speak it out. I struggle with this particular issue. This sin is manifesting in my life, judging people, criticising people, anger, hatred, bitterness, hopelessness, doubt, fear. I confess it right now. That's the, that's the outward manifestation that is, is somehow aligned with my thinking. Lord, I bring that to You right now. We bring You these things right now. And we submit them to You, Jesus, our Lord. We surrender those thing, that thinking, that wrong thinking, those lies to You. Would You show us, would You show me what lies I've believed about myself or about You or about someone else that's caused me to be trapped? Would You show me right now? I'm gonna invite you to forgive the person that's attached to that, that may have come up in your mind. You could ask if you don't know, ask the Holy Spirit, who do I need to forgive? Do I need to forgive my mom or my dad? Do I need to forgive my spouse? Do I need to forgive my brother or sister or my boss? Do I need to forgive myself? 
And I want to just bless you to forgive yourself, to forgive the person who may have contributed to you forming this lie. Lord, we forgive them. We let them go. We let them off the hook. We release them. And we ask that you would forgive us where we've judged them, Lord, where we set ourselves up as the judge higher than you. Lord, would you forgive us? And right now, Holy Spirit, I receive your truth. Just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you His truth, to show you His thoughts about this. encourage you just to take that truth and make it into a declaration so you can say to the Lord today I believe and then speak out what he showed you speak it out make a declaration make it into a declaration today I believe that you are good today I believe that I am free Whatever it is, just make a declaration. Speak it out right now. I receive that truth, Jesus. I believe you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to finish here. I just wanted to just say, I I really felt like as I was preparing that there was someone or some people who were struggling with nightmares, bad dreams or night terrors. And I really felt like um, the Lord actually wants to um, set you free and give you a peaceful night's sleep. So if you're watching online, I just want to release peace into your mind right now. I release the peace of heaven. The Lord grants sleep to those He loves and He loves you. And I bless you to receive His love right now. If you're here and you would like, I I just really want to pray for you if that's you. So I'm going to invite you to come forward if you would like to. Um, Just wear a mask. And if you want to receive some prayer, you can come forward. I'm going to hand back over to Jonathan. But thank you very much. I bless you to go and take every thought captive and continue to make those declarations powerfully in Jesus' name.